What's up, Warriors? Guy Beverage here with Protectors Toolkit, Christian, safety and security made simple. Boy, I love that intro music. It just gets me pumped up, and I hope it pumps you up too. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something that I think is uh, vitally important, obviously, to church safety and security warriors and protectors of others those of you that stand on the wall to ensure a safe and secure worship environment in your church you're going to be blessed by tonight's message it's going to be something that is a little bit different than the typical church protector training that you get out there where we talk about you know tactics 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 everybody wants to talk about tactics but what we're going to be talking about tonight is something that's called strategy and i think it's even more important sometimes than tactics so again thank you for joining us here at protectors toolkit uh, we just drop your name in there, drop your name or a hi or a hello or where you're watching from in the comment section and all throughout the broadcast, drop in uh, your questions. Don't be shy. Uh, the water's fine. Get in where you fit in, all that kind of stuff. Here at Protectors Toolkit, we have a guiding biblical principle, and it is this. It's Proverbs 18:15, and it says this, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. In that easy to read version of the Bible, it says it this way, and I like it this way too. Wise people want to learn more, so they listen closely to gain knowledge. If you're joining us here tonight, guess what? The Bible already tells us that you're a wise person. So thanks for being wise. Thanks for joining us at Protectors Toolkit. Ray Coates, I see you out there every night, brother. Just absolutely love it. Thanks for joining us here. So when we when we talk about what we're talking about tonight, we sometimes in the church protector world and, and safety and security space, especially. Tactics are what get it done, right? That's what we do in our church. We talk about tactics because we carry guns in church. Carson, I see you out there. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for dropping in. Uh, we carry guns in church. We're the guys that carry guns. And uh, uh, by and large, you know, we're the guys uh, that uh, have either prior military experience, prior law enforcement experience, or some sort of tactical knowledge. Uh, and that's why we're on the team. Um, hopefully you're not on the team just because you want to carry a gun. That's maybe a bad reason to be on your team. Uh, but maybe you, you sometimes have that tactical knowledge. Now, if you're getting ready for 2021, like we are here at Protectors Toolkit, you saw maybe the post about a week ago where we did our strat uh, strategy and planning guide for the 2021 year. We've got quarters one and two already mapped out for you guys and gals out there. And uh, it's going to be an exciting year. I'll just tell you that. And I'll just say this early on. If you're thinking about booking a live in-person training with us, whether it's our fire arms training, uh, our risk assessment for your church, or it's one of our one-day trainings, a de-escalation training, something along those lines, please get that booked early in 2021. We're already filling in dates on those, and I don't want you to miss a date that you wanted to uh, have. Byron, I see you out there. Good to see you too, buddy. We need to have coffee at some point. I think you actually owe me a cup. 
So let's talk a little bit about strategy. Uh, if we do have that good strategy, uh, that good tactical background, uh, we've got that law enforcement background, that military background uh, that we've come on to our church protector team with, sometimes strategy uh, gets missed, right? We are known as, as great tactical gurus in, in our world, right? Um, hey, you know, if, if I'm on the church protector team, you want someone throat punched, I'm your guy. Uh, you need someone yelled at, check, I got that covered. You want me to make a little kid cry? That's me. I'll make it happen. I've got the tactics for all that. Obviously, I kid, but that's what tactics really are, right? We're all, it's all the hard skills. The strategy really, though, is soft skills that we need even be to have the tactics. Uh, tactics are typically learned uh, in one of two ways. Tactics are typically learned in a training environment, whether it's classroom and hands-on. Uh, it's some sort of amalgamation or combination of that. Um, or you can get real world uh, training, uh, like going overseas to Iraq, places like that. You can get training in tactics that way. Sometimes that's a harder way to learn, uh, but if you survive that, you have the tactic for sure and you'll have it the rest of your life. So real, uh, real world training is obviously a lot better. It lets you apply the tactics that you read in a book. It lets you apply the tactics that you had in a classroom uh, and getting out there and that you, the, the retention is uh, obviously greater there. Um, tactics are great for us in the church protector world. I don't want to shy away from that and say that they aren't great for us. When the savage wolves are coming, when the roaring lion is is at the door, that's when we tactics are going to be there and they're going to be for us at that moment. Uh, when those lightning strike, uh, as I call them, lightning strike events, those active killer events, if that happens at our church, God forbid, tactics are going to be what wins that day for us. Strategy, though, is what gets us to that. Tactics are necessary in those circumstances and they're great to have on that tool belt or in your toolbox as that good hard skill but strategy however strategy has to do with the bigger picture uh, if you've ever heard in a, in a battlefield or on a battlefield situation the thirty thousand foot view that's what really strategy is it's a high level flyover but it's also a guide for us to use our tactics um, the tactics is what we use in the moment and strategy is what we use uh, to get us uh, there and prepared for that moment. Uh, effort spent in, in doing stuff, just keeping busy, uh, it, it doesn't originate from a specific strategy. It's just simply keeping busy uh, without clarity on what you're trying to accomplish. So think about that in your church as your church protector team. If all you have is tactics, we are working on tactics. Every time we have a training, uh, whether it's a monthly training or a quarterly training, we work on tactics. When does strategy figure into that? How are we going to be effective if we don't have a guiding principle or guidelines on what we are really doing in this ministry? We can work tactics all day long, but without marrying them up to our strategy, that's going to be a problem. We are just uh, being aimed and the trigger is being pulled and it's, it could go off course very easily. It could not be on target. Those tactics have to be bound by some sort of strategy. Without strategy as a, as a guide, tactics will achieve very little in the long run. So I want you to put that in perspective again for your teams uh, and start thinking more strategic in our vision, and especially planning for 2021. Uh, if you have some struggles in there, we're gonna show you towards the end of the video how to overcome those struggles, how to strategize uh, what we're going to do in our church safety and security ministry. Since we can't 
see or physically reach out and touch strategy, it's often skipped in favor of going straight to tactics. Listen, I'm a dude like anybody else. I love to work tactics. I love to be on a range. I love to have a, a firearm in my hand and I like to be engaging with targets and pushing myself tactically. However, without strategy, why am I pushing myself? I'm just going aimless in, in that endeavor, okay? Uh, the Chinese general and philosopher Sun Tzu said this, all men can see the tactics I use to conquer, but what none can see is the strategy out of which great victory is evolved. And that's true. That's true in our church protective teams. We can see the victory we have every Sunday when we put it in the book positively. We close the book on that Sunday. We did it. No loss of life, no loss of property, no injury. We close that book, that chapter on that Sunday. Great. The tactics worked. But the strategy is what allowed us to be successful in that. And even Jesus was a great strategist. I think you know this. If you've been uh, around for a little while as a Christian, you understand Jesus had a great strategy. In Mark 16, 15, he said this, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. What a great strategist. What a great strategy for him to have for us. And I hope you are doing that and abiding by that strategy. Let me put it to you in a perspective that is maybe a little bit different. So having a high performance car, Lamborghini, Corvette, something like that, that's your tactic, doesn't help you reach the other side of the river if there isn't a bridge, the strategy to cross it. With no strategy in place, it's easy to fall into a game of tactical roulette. When you continually chamber a new tactic and pull the trigger hoping something hits the target, as I said earlier, you'll just be aimless. And using hope as a strategy in everything we do in church safety and security is having no strategy at all. We don't put hope into the equation. That's why we develop strategy, we talk about strategy, we write strategy down, and we strategize as a team so then we know what tactics we need to be using, okay? So because we're generally good at tactics, we have to guard against what I call or what is called the curse of knowledge. We are really, really good in tactics. Like I said, if you came into the church protector ministry uh, as a former military member or former law enforcement, a combination of those two, or you came in from some other way and you had really good tactics in your ministry, you have what is called a depth of knowledge. This is why in some of, in some of these Warrior Wednesdays uh, trainings I've done, where I typically want you to start thinking about not using just only law enforcement for your team. Now, I'm a law enforcement guy. I'm active law enforcement. So you would think, why would I say something like that? I know when I came up in law enforcement, I had a good depth of knowledge. I know the law. I know uh, what the law is, and I know how to deal with criminals. That gives me a depth of knowledge. But what we need in the church world is more of a breadth of knowledge. That depth of knowledge is good in that specific environment, specific job function. But think about all the different things that we deal with in the church safety and security ministry that would require a breadth of knowledge in how to deal with people. Because by and large, the majority of things we're going to deal with, the majority of people we're going to deal with in our church safety and security ministry are not criminals. So the law enforcement guy, gal, great. They have a depth of knowledge for criminals and criminal activity. They know the law. They know uh, when the law is, is broken, and that's great. It's good to have on the team. Uh, my guys uh, on my team love having me on the team. But if I didn't have a breadth of knowledge, if I wasn't um, if I didn't read the word and understand the word and then understand how to apply safety and security in a soft-handed approach to the church, 
we're not going to be successful in this ministry. So I, I want to make sure you understand there's a depth of knowledge when you have good tactics and tactics is all you have. That's a depth of knowledge. But in the church safety and security ministry, I think you can understand when I say we need to have a breadth of knowledge, a wide, wide knowledge of everything that we're going to deal with and how to deal with people uh, by and large that are maybe in crisis. Uh, people who have never been in a crisis before, uh, lost kids, uh, kids that are acting out. There's going to be a whole host of things in the church safety and security ministry that don't deal with the gun. And if we only ever train on tactics and how to use our firearm, then we are not going to be as successful as we could be in our church safety and security ministry. Think of it like this. It's brains over brawn, right? When I was a young cop, I definitely was uh, more brawn over brains. But nowadays, as I have a little bit of gray in the beard, I like to have strategy so I can use the brains first. And if I have to use the bronze because strategy failed, I'll have that capability as a backup. And that's really what we want to have in our church safety and security ministries as well. We want to get away from that curse of knowledge that we have. We have knowledge of bad behavior. And if that's all we're applying to everything we do in church safety and security, we're going to miss the slip strips and falls. We're going to miss the people who need help uh, and maybe mental health or, or in some sort of other crisis other than we need to go hands on with them. So make sure we're protecting against that. So now let me talk to you about uh, five tips for developing a successful strategy. As we work towards uh, developing our tactics based on our strategy, these are five tips that I would generally say uh, help you develop a successful strategy as you move forward. And then I'm going to I'm going to show you a form here to help you even more, and that'll be a downloadable for you. So number one, dream big. When we're sitting down in a strategy meeting with our team and we're figuring out where we want to be in 2021, first we have to have in our in our policies and procedures somewhere you should have that vision and mission statement. That should be that should precede all of this strategy that we do. Uh, and if you're questioning that, that's a great time to get into the Protectors Toolkit membership site and become a member. We tell you how to set up your vision, how to set up your mission statement, and also how to develop your plans, policies, and procedures. It's almost a whole done for you system in there on that side alone. The plans, the policy manual is a fill in the blank policy manual for you. So if you're looking for a done for you system for your policy manual, join the membership site tonight at the end of the broadcast. Pay attention, watch to the end. I'll give you a code to get in there a little bit cheaper for one month so you can get that done for you. But again, remember what I said, the vision and mission statements that you have for your church, for your safety and security ministry team, they should be preceding your strategy because those are your guidelines. Those are your guiding. Those are the lamps to your feet and the light to your path. Okay, so think of it like that. So we dream big in our strategy session. We're going to dream big. What do we want? What is the, the way outside? Uh, if everything was great, and we had as much money as we wanted. What would our team look at or look like? So we dream big first and foremost. This is not where we toss out uh, uh, bad ideas and say, no, that's never going to happen. This is where we whiteboard things and we say, you know, in a perfect world, this is what our team would look like in 2021. And I recommend that you do these at least in quarters or if you can knock out a couple quarters like this, this will, this will be smaller chunks uh, for you to start working on and give you some really good aiming points uh, to go towards in your strategy. So once you've explored the that multiverse, the the whole best uh, of everything, uh, there's no limits, uh, possibilities. Then we got to start reining ourselves in. We we cross out some of the some of the crazier things like oh we need a church safety and security Lamborghini. Okay, that was great uh, in theory, but if we're not going to get that. How about we pair that down to let's get another golf cart for this uh, for the 2021 season because we've increased our parking lot space. That's a great strategy or a vision to go towards. Okay, and now we develop now once we start crossing off some of the uh, outrageous ideas, we develop the more succinct or more distinct. 
uh, vision or list of priorities from there. So number one would be dream big. Number two, define your priorities. Remember what I said with the vision and mission statements, we also have to define our priorities. What are our priorities going to be this year? Uh, what Did we lack a little bit in our medical ministry last year because we, we need another AED uh, or we don't have a medical ministry? Uh, did we lack a little bit in our radios or our communication last year? So we need to shore that up. What are our priorities? And we wanna keep this pretty, pretty narrow. You don't wanna go into a list of 10 priorities because that will be a target that's really hard to hit. So two, three, maybe four priorities uh, as a goal uh, is great. That gives you a, enough to work on, but not too much where it's overwhelming. So develop your list of priorities and define those. Be specific about that. What is the priority? It is the medical ministry. It is communication. Whatever your priority is for first quarter, second quarter, define those uh, for your team and keep it uh, keep it uh, very, very narrow. Don't go too big or too overwhelming with that. Maybe it is, like I said, starting that medical team, writing a policy manual. That could be a great first quarter goal for you. Number three, we've got to sell our vision. What does that mean? If you're on the if you're in the church safety and security ministry, whether you're brand new on the team or you are the leader of the team, you've got to sell the vision of the team. This goes back to something I teach in every class that I teach just about is we are in the customer service business. As a church safety and security protector, when I show up at my church, I'm in the customer service role. How can I best serve the customer? Why? Because happy customers are returning customers. Happy customers tell and recruit other people to also be customers. And isn't really that part of the Great Commission? We want to convert people. We want more butts in the seats in our church. Yes, absolutely it is. So make sure that we're selling our vision. We're living the vision that we've set. If I want to have a medical ministry, then I'm going to live that vision. I'm going to talk about that vision. I'm going to be very articulate about that vision because people who are coming up and asking me, how can I help you with this mission? I want to be able to tell them specifically about that vision and what it looks like. And I'm going to sell it every step of the way. And everybody on the team, because we've been in the strategy session, should be selling the vision the same way. Think of it like uh, the, you've heard maybe of an elevator uh, pitch. This is just a very short uh, description of who you are. If you were in an elevator with someone influential and they ask what you did, you want to have that elevator pitch. Here's who I am. Here's what I do very quick. And it's no different with, with your vision. You sell that vision by having it already in your head, what you're going to say if someone asks you about that vision. Uh, the vision setting phase isn't about you and how smart you are. So don't use big words that people don't understand to make you look smart. You want to put it in layman's terms or plain speak. So the people that can help you achieve that vision understand what your actual vision is. You don't want them to have to guess what your vision is. Make sure it's very plainly understood to them. If it's a specific radio for your communication system, you may have a picture of that on your cell phone. That's a very specific, this is very plain talk. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's why, here's the capabilities. Here's why it is necessary for our church. Here's what we will get out of this. And here's what we will prevent by having this. Something along those lines. So make sure you're selling your vision. It's your vision. Make sure you treat it like your baby and you talk the best about it. Number four, embody your vision. You want to make sure you're embodying your vision. What does that mean? St uh, stating your strategies isn't really a one-time thing. You have to become the living personification of your vision. If it is the medical ministry, if it is communication, you want to make sure that you're living that. The better you can communicate, like I said, your strategies to people through your actions and the way you behave, 
Um, and, and think about this in your incident reports. If part of your vision or part of the thing, your goals uh, were not met because of uh, you didn't have something you needed, you want to make sure that's illustrated in your incident reports when you have something happen at your church. So you can always refer back to that and say, you know, in this incident right here, we had to wait a really long time for an AED because we only have one on campus. We should have an AED within three minute response. That's a minute there, or a minute and a half there, minute and a half back. In this, in this situation, it took us almost four and a half minutes to get the AED on the person, and then medical, uh, the EMS showed up about 15 minutes later. If you can illustrate those type of things and you're the become the embodiment of your vision through those type of events and through those type of actions, you're going to sell your vision even more, and you'll be able to achieve those visions and those goals that you have. Something that's uh, some, maybe sometimes hard for us. I know uh, in parts of my past, this was always a hard point for me uh, to learn and get over. And I finally I have done this. And I'll just tell you, my life has um, exponentially improved because of this. I don't know if it's because of my Christianity or not, but it is, it is something that has improved my life. And number five is this, get feedback. Yes, you have a great vision and you're gonna be the embodiment of your vision and you're gonna live and breathe your vision, but is your vision right? Or are you way off track? Just because you're the leader of your safety and security team doesn't mean your vision is right. You may have a great vision, but if, you're, if your feedback tells you, no, that's not where we need to be right now, you have to be prepared to take that in and process that. Now, as the leader, you may still go ahead with your vision because you have a bigger 30,000 foot view or bigger picture that you didn't sell to everybody and that's your fault. But getting feedback is so vitally important, especially as a church safety and security professional. We should be asking for feedback all the time. I know in all the leadership positions that I've been in, instead of, instead of me evaluating the people that I've been leading, I would have them evaluate me because my leadership should be impacted upon them and it should be driving them and I should know they're, how they're operating because of my leadership. And that feedback that to me helped me sharpen myself and become a better leader. And it's no different in this role right here when we're developing successful strategies is we get that feedback from the people on our team. We get that feedback from trusted advisors within the church, uh, from the board who maybe holds the purse strings um, for the money that we may need to put our vision into, into place. So make sure we're understanding that. Every, yeah, absolutely, uh, Ray. Feedback from above you and below you, absolutely. That's absolutely a great way to put that. Everybody should have an opportunity to give feedback who is involved specifically in the church safety and security ministry, okay? Okay, so let me give you now a, a behind the scenes kind of sneak peek of, uh, for a form that we have. Now, these are forms that we develop. If you're a member in the membership group, you've already seen this. Uh, but if you're not, I want to give you a sneak peek behind the scenes. And also, I'm going to make this a downloadable for you. So it will be in the comments there. And you can click on this and you can download this. This is just one of the many helpful forms that we have there in the membership site to help you build, develop, and lead your team. And this goes directly to strategy and goal setting for the upcoming year, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, so again, this is going to be a free download for you tonight. But this is all the type of stuff that we have in the membership kit for everybody. So let's go here. I'm going to share my screen if I'm not too technologically challenged. Boom, boom, boom. And then we go down here. Bring this up. 
Okay, so this is one of the forms that we have in the membership site. This is our strategic priorities, and it goes by quarter. So you would print this out. Uh, you would bring it to your team meeting. And again, this is a, just a great way to, to have a meeting that's not tactically based, right? How tired do you get of just tactical meetings where we're going to pull out our guns, talk about our guns, or talk about shooting someone in the church, or if someone showed up here, I would do this. That gets old, but it's necessary. I understand that. We've got to be more professional in the church safety and security ministry. How many other ministries in your church would just be able to talk tactics and not strategy? I don't think there's any other ministry that's attached to your church that is only allowed to talk tactics and never talk strategy. If you want to have a seat at the table, if you want people to take you seriously in the church safety and security ministry and not treat you as just the guys who carry guns, then you've got to start professionalizing yourself. And this is just one way or one tool that will help you along that path. So strategic priorities, you would print this out, bring it to your team meeting, and you would circle whatever quarter you're working on and write down here what's going on. So these four areas that we would work on right now are, are helping us define our goal. What is our goal that we're going to work on for first quarter? So some of the things that are working, these are things here that you want to amplify. Things that are going really, really well for you, things that are awesome, they work and they continue to work, and there's really no tweaking that needs to go on with them. Some of those may be, we have enough volunteers. As a matter of fact, maybe we have too many volunteers. Those are things that are going well for us. Our budget, we have a good budget, we finally have a budget. Uh, it's not the great budget that we want, but it is a good budget, or even just saying it, we do have a budget is enough sometimes. Uh, if you've gone from unprofessional to professional, having a budget, so that's good. Um, then we would move over to things that are broken. And within our team, we would discuss this. We would have open debate and discussion about this. These are things that we want to fix. We know uh, with some tweaking or with some amplification or some additives here, we could fix them. This is not where we get into problem solving, though. This is not finger pointing or problem solving at this point right here. Uh, so maybe some things that are broken, maybe our onboarding process. We, you know, we don't have a real good onboarding process. We don't interview anybody. Uh, we maybe do a background check, but sometimes that's get, that gets missed. Um, or it's just word of mouth. Hey, I know this guy and he'd be good for the team. Uh, maybe that's something that's a struggle for us. Or maybe training is lacking, right? Maybe the training isn't what we want it to be. Uh, we don't meet quite frequently enough to have the type of training we want, or not everybody is coming to the training. So we've got that. Maybe that's the thing that we want to fix in that step right there. So we would just list out those things right there, and you know, let everybody have a seat that has a seat at the table. Let them, everybody have a voice. And, and if you need to print multiples of these and staple them all together, that's fine too. Let's get everything on there um, for the first quarter. Now remember, we want it to stay a little bit narrow. We want we don't want 10 or 15, 20 things. We want to stay kind of narrow. In, in the things that we want to be able to affect because if we get too many things on there something's going to get missed maybe even someone's feelings get hurt or heaven forbid somebody gets hurt at church because we missed something that we could have fixed then we go down to things that are confusing maybe the, our internal communication is confusing maybe i only get a text every once in a while and it doesn't go out to the group or i'm not on the right group or there's a new group and i don't know about it uh, maybe our planning isn't quite right maybe our meetings right now are just taking place on a Sunday when someone remembers. And then it's kind of a, hey, you, we're gonna have a meeting right now. Well, that's, we don't wanna spring meetings on people like that. Or maybe it's accountability within the team. Maybe somebody uh, needs to be held accountable for something. 
Uh, and again, these are things that you want to clarify or you want more clarification on. Maybe it's something that we need to put or, or uh, shore up in our policy. Maybe it's something we need to spell out a little bit different in our policy. Things, again, that we want to clarify. And then if you move over to the right, things that are missing, right? These are things that we need to definitely add to be as successful um, as possible in our church safety and security planning or our ministry. Then these are things that we need to add in right there. So meetings. Uh, we maybe want to uh, shore up that or have different or better meetings. Team building could be in there. Uh, maybe we want training. Maybe we don't have a vision yet. Maybe we don't have policies and procedures, but we know we want to go from informal to formal. And these are things that we definitely need to have if we're going to be doing that. So uh, in all of that now, what you're going to do is in the e each of the four boxes, you're going to circle one in each box. And then down in priority number one, you're going to try to work on an over or an umbrella type fix to solve the majority of the ones that you circled. Is there one thing we could do that would solve these three or these four problems that we want to concentrate on right now? And I would just tell you, quite frankly, if you circled one of one of these four boxes right here, your answer should be, I'm going to join the Protectors Toolkit membership. Now, by joining the Protectors Toolkit membership, I'm going to be able to uh, work within my budget, but I'm also going to be able to shore up my tracking because there's virtual training uh, in there. There's also the protector plans, which are done for you training. If you're a leader, the notes are already done for you. The leader guide is already done for you and the PowerPoint is already done for you. So if you want to know what to train on that month, you pull it up. It's already done for you. That would solve that process there. Things that are confusing, um, it would solve your internal communication for you, planning, accountability, uh, things that are missing, your meetings, your training, uh, visions, policies and procedures. Again, joining Protectors Toolkit membership site would solve a lot of those problems that you maybe are illustrating in there. So want to let you know about that and make sure that you're thinking that way. And then we assign it down here to the DRI, the directly responsible individual. So when we figure out what our priority number one is, and then we can go to priority number two and priority number three. Uh, but who is the DRI or who is the directly responsible individual for making this happen then? So if our choice was let's join the Protectors Toolkit membership page, John, he's the team leader. He's the person in charge. He's going to do what? Sign up for the membership. Going to solve some of our problems for us. Why or when is he going to do this? Right. At the end of the broadcast, I give you codes that will be cheap tonight for the next month. So there you go. This is a downloadable for you in the comments section. You can go find that. Let me turn off screen sharing for you so I can close out tonight for us. So let me get back over to my screen where I was. There you have it. Talking about strategy versus tactics. Tactics are great. Tactics are the, tactics are the hard skills that we learn, but without strategy, we're aimless. We're just not being shot in the right direction or we're just all over the map. So strategy is where it's at. As you're setting up your 2021 calendar, I want to make sure that strategy rises to the top there. So you can start fixing some of the problems that are going on within your safety and security ministry, shoring up some of the things that are going right and making sure that they are going right, and then adding in there whatever you want to make sure that you're doing for the 2021 season. Hopefully that is booking a training with Protectors Toolkit, live in-person training. Again, whether it's our two-day firearms course for the church protector, it's our live in-person one day training to get you uh, get you up to speed on how to build your team or develop your team or lead your team, whatever it is, if it's de-escalation training or some of our virtual training that we have online. Get into the membership site and get with us. Book your 2021 calendar with us early because spots are filling up. If you are new here, if you're one of the new members, make sure you hit that like button on the Facebook page. Then quickly go over to our YouTube page. Find us over there on Protectors Toolkit and hit the subscribe button. That way, anytime we have a new video that's dropped in there, 
you will get a notification about that and you will get it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Don't forget to go to protectorstoolkit.com to see our link for the best podcast ever. I may be a little biased on that. Word and a weapon, the Word and the Weapon podcast. It's this, a word, something from the Bible or something in Christianity that's impacted me this week or this day. And then behind that, I give you a weapon, something you can put, how rude, something you can put in your toolbox or on your tool belt to walk as a Christian in today's crazy world. Now, for you people that want to join the membership site, use promo code Warrior Wednesday for promo code Warrior Wednesday for $10 this month only. Warrior, code, uh, Warrior Wednesday is the code for $10 this month only over at Protectors Toolkit. Get all the insider information, all the specialty products we have in there to include our fabulously popular hip pocket training. Something that's training that's easy to get into, get out of, and get on with your day. It's really down and dirty, nitty gritty training, and it's really quick, fast, and in a hurry for you. Go find us everywhere we are on social media. Subscribe to everything. Continue to send your questions to us. Continue to send your comments to us. And continue, as part of the Great Commission of Protectors Toolkit, to share, 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 sharing is caring. If we've been a blessing to you, go out and bless somebody else with Protectors Toolkit. And warriors, as I always say, keep them safe. Thank uh you. -huh.